Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Andrea, Diane, Susie, Stephanie, Erica, Terry, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. What are you doing? I'm just, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. What's your fabric situation? I have none, none, not one thing. What's this? This is a lot of fabric. This is your savior right here. And also, there's some flotsam and jetsam there on the floor. Trust me, I'm, I'm done. The matter of the fact is, somebody does have to go. So it probably won't be me. No, that's not the right attitude to have. Don't say that. Christian, don't give up. You're too talented. You're too good. Don't give up. Rally. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Renez, and for me, prom was definitely the most important day of my life. Um, and I'm Patricia, and those are all me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, hopefully you know the context of those taglines. <laughs> listeners, lovely listeners. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. So grateful to have you. And um, as a reminder, we are on a vintage journey. So today we'll be talking about season four of Project Runway, One Point Bravo, episode seven. Um, and before we go on, just reminding everyone that uh, you can send us your questions, your gossip, any updates to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-H-E workroom at gmail.com um you can also find us on instagram at the workroom podcast on facebook facebook.com forward slash the workroom where we have a really great community of listeners who share articles and all that stuff it's great um and i also dropped the cheat sheet there the cheat sheet's also in the show notes and um for for this week uh it's it yeah I did something a little bit different, but also the same. So if you're a longtime listener, it's back to the olden days of how I used to organize these cheat sheets. So I thought it'd be fun to switch it up. Um, also, if you are one of our beloved Patreon patrons, we've just switched over from our bonus episodes. So episode three, by the time you're hearing this, is up on patreon.com. And for, of course, for our third episode, we're continuing our vintage journey. We're being consistent. We're being conceptually consistent on this show. Uh, we're on our vintage journey with style with Elsa Clinch, um, the CNN amazing juggernaut that um, I thank you to Patricia for introducing me to it and also getting great feedback from you listeners who also used to watch 
Elsa Clinch. I have to forward you those. Like, there's like this one, these wonderful notes. People are like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's so great to kind of go back into the day. And so apparently I'm the only person who's never seen the show before. No, lots so. of people have. I mean, who, who the heck watches CNN? I only was watching it on because my parents would watch it and I was stuck with my parents. Um, I mean, you think. Yeah. But yeah, no, we do have listeners who are like, oh, this is great. So um, so if you're not a Patreon patron and you would like to get access to those bonus episodes, then um, you can click on the link in our in our link section and go there and you can um, become one of our Patreon patrons um, on the making it work level. And then you'll get access to those special episodes there. And all right. So let's get into this episode. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness. So like all of the episodes, we're starting off in the Gotham apartments again. People are getting ready and, and there's not much happening except the usual where they talk about, oh my gosh, oh, this is what happened last time. This is who's gone. So last week we lost Elisa and that means that Victoria is alone. That was her remaining roommate. And now she has to move in with the other ladies of 33H, which I was, I felt tricked because I thought 33H is where like Chris and Ricky and Christian were living, but that's where the girls are. Um, So she has to move in with them, which made me wonder if Kevin had to move in with the other dudes, you know, but I guess, you know, you know, mixing, um, you know, like the, the, the remaining people with one another. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but we also get a little bit from Rami. So Rami was our winner, our winner for the last episode. And this is, this is his second win. And he's feeling really confident. He's like, yeah, so I feel like they're really getting an idea of who I am. And I'm confident, you know, I, of course, I deserve to win here. Jessica Alba is one of my clients. So I deserve this. Yeah. 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 It's mine already. It's mine. (laughs) That really is the error where it's like, of course I won. <laughs> Why haven't I won more? Um, yeah. Anyway, so this is pretty much just lay of the land. And, and I don't think anyone, well, you know, Victoria's sad that Elise is gone. So that's that. But next we had to the runway to get the challenge introduction from Heidi. And uh, Heidi comes out wearing another black outfit and I'm guessing that she might be pregnant. Oh, because this is sort of like, there's a, there's a, a, a pattern of these outfits. And this is sort of like the loosest outfit. It's to me, it's just blaringly I'm pregnant. So it's a, she's wearing a turtleneck, long sleeve shirt. She's wearing jeans, but also a blousey top. So it's mm-hmm. sort of the, um the loosest fitting thing that she's had on this season so far. Um, besides there's like that other really cute a-line dress she had on that was kind of also loose but um mm. anyway i'm just i'm just noting it because i have a feeling because uh yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just noticing that there's a, a change in clothes last week i thought it was just as she's blending in with the other models but no um mm. anyway so she's there to give them a rundown she asks the designers are you ready for your next challenge and all of them pretty much ugh very loudly. They're just like, uh, we are contractually obligated to say yes. So sure. Um, so, so Heidi intros this by saying, 
You will be making an outfit for one of the most important days in a woman's life. And so, uh, oh God, another thing. So this is the thing. Um, this has happened, you know, a couple of times. This is the season of we're not going to really feature the models that we've hired. <laughs> So every other episode has been a non-regular model episode because behind the scrim um, appears like like a, a miniature person or or not a model. So models who are right. r- around like six feet tall. And um, unfortunately, they cut to Kevin, who is like, oh, yeah, you know, I was like looking at the scrim just like, you know, oh, well, like, who's back there? Like Oompa Loompa. And, he, you know, he uses another word I'm not going to say. But yeah. it's so it's like it I don't even think it really was that funny the first time I saw it because I'm just like it's clearly a child or you know maybe like a a, a shorter individual but um a, a young person a, yeah a young a person, young person. Un, indeterminate age yeah it's it's like a it's a person back there and it's it also could again be a pop star that's I feel like that's always a valid guess. Like yeah. always guess it's a pop star that I don't know about. It's a pop star that the yeah. kids are listening to. It's a SoundCloud artist. I'm going to have to make her a stage outfit because now she's going on tour or something. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Just say you don't know. But what's so hilarious is <laughs> these these teenagers come out from behind the scrim and they're all in Catholic school uniforms wearing khaki skirts and white polo shirts and knee-high socks. It's very Catholic, of, or I would say very uniform, because the Catholic schools in my neighborhood mostly wear plaid. So I feel like khaki is an extra burden to put on your students. But um, so they all come out, and I think a fair a fair guess would have been like, oh, most important day of your life, you know, like you know that. I was like, what? The day that the person is born? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> or do they get to decide? That, require? that yeah. doesn't require that. That's, that requires a blanket. You exactly. Know? Or have them like go down the road, <laughs> put a mic in their face and be like, Linda, what, what was the most important day of your life? She's like, oh my God, the day like my soccer team won a championship. It's like, great. Yeah, so you're going to create a dress or an outfit of her choice because like she won a soccer championship and she's going to get her trophy and she's like, or actually you can make me a soccer uniform or something like that. You know, ask What them. a great idea. <laughs> what a great idea. That is such a great idea. Yeah. Ask yeah. people what the best day or like the most important day of their life has been. Yeah. And make an outfit for that. Make an that outfit for that. Interesting. Because guess what, listeners? Guess what's the most important day of their life? Uh, I guess they, you know, they checked this off on the survey. And the only way you get on the show um, is if you said this. So the best day of their life or the most important day of their lives has not happened yet. They're getting ready for prom. Prom. I love the extra syllable you added. <laughs> oh my god! I you know it's just ugh. So yeah, um, what I but what I love about this is that first of all, um, I don't I I disagree. I think it's clear that we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> the most important one of the most important days of my life as a teenager. Actually, can you answer that question? Do you know? Like a day, like like choose maybe maybe choose your junior or senior year. 
and oh, besides gosh. prom, what would you have been like, hey, Christian Siriano, this is what I want to celebrate? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, um, finishing my first marathon was pretty amazing for me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Because especially because of a lot of things that I was using running to process. So that was really amazing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What yeah. about you? Um, I think it probably would have been, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to brag. My senior year, <laughs> I was a captain of the tennis team and I was undefeated. Oh my God. Of course. Uh, I was MVP. <laughs> <laughs> what is so MVP means most what? Most valuable most, player. Most valuable player. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. How is it? That's congratulations, Ernest. It's never too late to celebrate a victory. I know. You know, <laughs> I think about that. I think about that season all the time, Patricia. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think that. But I would say, like, I it probably it really it would have had to do be would have to have been something around like playing tennis and um oh my gosh there was there was a tournament not a tournament but a day that we played this school um because my high I you know yeah grew up in LA but went to a high school where we were kind of weird we were part of a school district but then we played in the quote-unquote prep league so all of the other schools that we played were much more wealthier than ours and so we were the ragtag team that always wore different types of uniforms whatever we had and so I I once played this one team I don't remember who it was was it Webb I can't remember but I made them cry because I beat all of them Oh and I made God. them cry. I'm so proud of and you. And we rode the bus home. <laughs> and that was the first time we went to go. We went to, did we go to In-N-Out that day? That was my first time going to In-N-Out. I, you know, What's that was now? the best day. In-N-Out, is that the, it's like, um, oh, this is going to make some people mad. It's it's like Shake Shack, but it's first and it's better. And it's on the West Coast. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Why is that going to make anybody mad? It's food. I know. I know. There's a lot of verses oh. going on. It's very very competitive or people are very territorial oh. about in and out um oh, and, and shake shack I'm not. but yeah <laughs> I, I i don't go to either one so yeah no don't care yeah don't care i feel like yeah i would i would want i would want i would want a tennis outfit that's what i would want a tennis yeah. award outfit all right that's enough musing about that yeah that's that's that, that would be my <laughs> I never even thought about, I mean, of course, I, anyway, I, I was very new to American culture when prom came about. So I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And we'll get this. We get the stories of the, of, I mean, the prom stories of the designers, which I I would think that's ex- excruciating to even have to relay that because um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I didn't really care for prom. It was, you know, end of the year, everyone's exhausted and, you know, it's, I don't know, <sighs> senior year is so tough. Um, but for this, talk about exhausted. So are the designers, just from hearing how they're reacting to these children walking out onto the on the runway. People start cracking up. And I feel like that was just mania. Them just mm-hmm. actually cracking a little bit. Because it's like, oh, no, here we go. Before they even get the word prom into their into their brains, they're just rolling on the floor laughing so when they finally find out that they're going to make prom dresses um i think (laughs) i think all of them are just you know um twisted out kind of but another twist is 
they don't get to choose the students. The students have already chosen them. And Mm. so they've looked through their portfolios and it's a very serious process. Like they've looked through your portfolios, they've seen your work and they've chosen accordingly. Um, So of course, like Chris March is cracking up because he's like, Oh my God, (laughs) what did this student think about my work? Because in my work, it's just, you know, Broomhilda and it's just like these crazy larger than life costumes and, Um, I do think we get like a flash into what what this person probably saw when they opened that binder. Um, But um, which I thought was it was just really, really amazing. But also interesting that. um, Let's see. Yeah, they start choosing out their people. And I don't think it's in in any particular order. It's just, you know, they go down the line. and then Heidi leads the students off the stage. And I don't know if you saw this, but it looked like Christian Siriana was actually crying. Like, like it looked like there were tears in his eyes. Because <laughs> he's like, everyone else seems really happy about this, but oh my God, like, I'm going to die. Like, kill me now. He's just not, yeah. not into it at all. Um, so... No. And he says that this basically becomes another episode of Christian hates the world. Christian hates everything. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's go to the workroom where we have Tim coming in and he gives the designers the business. And I call it the business because I don't know how they cast these ladies, but Tim also looks like freaked out. He's like, listen, designers, listen, they cast these girls because they're problems, all right? I've seen them. I've seen their reels. And they're just walking problems. But you need to search yourself and make sure your design is set. It comes across. You need to just put your foot down. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. I'm warning you. Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> so. Tim, Tim has observed them backstage. Tim has the scoop. He's here to help. So it's just like, wow, it's more ominous than I thought. You know, like we haven't, we've only heard, you know, a name and a designer from these girls. But also, I just also, I also wonder if it's just this idea of having like babies around because everyone, the the only one who's closest in age is Christian and maybe Kit who are in their 20s. And everyone else is like, oh my God, you know, like seriously, like this is why I didn't have kids. Like I left you know, this is just bringing back issues for me. I feel like people were just triggered all over the place by these girls, especially in like in uniforms. And, you know, I don't know if people were bullied, but it's just people are very affected by them entering the workroom. So um, these evil Catholic school girls come in. I I thought everybody was like thinking about prom, sex, prom, sex. I was like, oh my gosh. That too. I was like, what? Like, I, I don't know. I... I know. They're just like, oh, you know what? Because, oh, that's another thing that reason why I thought they were projecting because they're just like, I remember my prom. Oh, I don't want these girls to have a prom like mine. You know, I'll just I'll sew a chastity belt into my dress. Yeah. Like, just make her pants, asshole. Just fuck off. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I did like is when they when they do come into the workroom. First of all, Chris (laughs) is just like, why? Did you choose me? Um, And uh, also Kit asks as well. But these are good questions to ask. Like, 
what is it about my work did you like what stood out maybe we can start the conversation from there maybe we can find some common ground do you relate to me do you know what you're talking about kid do you know what you're in for um and uh yeah this is also where we get a flashback of kevin's photo from prom and i just wrote ew (laughs) he just looked like just also from his um from the you know i it's it's I'm sorry. I just can't. He doesn't have the beard back then, but it doesn't matter. I'll forever see his jagged, you know, incisor beard all over the place. Doesn't matter how great your hair looks. It's just, you know, on a younger face and his, you know, incisor Mm -hmm. beard. But, um, (laughs) but also Victoria. So Victoria, I'm surprised to learn from this is that um so she asks her client the same thing like why'd you pick me she goes um to be honest you were the last pick but i still (laughs) think that you're amazing i think you can still be my friend i guess i'll be our friend you know like (laughs) because it because i feel like there is this wonderful air of like you know do you like me are you like me like you like my work do you want to be my friend Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like do you want to sit next to me in the lunchroom what's happening here um yes uh but also there we we kind of get some of the the asks from um from these students and a lot of we're hearing a lot of like low front low back which this is what 2007 okay yeah um yeah that is definitely commonplace now because I I follow and, and also you listeners and and also you Patricia if you follow any of the former um, designers from previous seasons, a few of them around prom time post Mm. these amazing gowns that costs, that should cost like thousands and thousands of dollars for these high schoolers. And um, I know definitely Kenneth, Ken Ken Lawrence does prom every year. And um, one year, one of his family members was graduating. So he made her prom gown and it was spectacular. It was quite amazing um and this sort of stands out to me because um how i chose my prom dress was i went to the delamo mall uh and the first dress i tried on i was like sure this one you know pulled it off the rack was like yeah done because like let's just get over with what did it look like, Ernest? Tell it us was, about yours. Oh, it was yellow. It was like a, you know, straight neckline. I think it had sp- spaghetti straps. I don't know if I got pictures, but it was yellow. But not not even like a flattering yellow for my skin tone. It was like a like a looking back on it, I probably would have looked a little bit more for a better color yellow, but you know, it was, it was close enough. It's all right. Nice. How about yours? Did you go to prom? You didn't even go. What did you do? I I actually did. um, Can I say that I did illegal things on this podcast? I I mean, sure. (laughs) I'm not going to arrest you. I mean, you know, age appropriate illegal things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. So I'll tell you about the outfit. I remember wearing. um, God, I don't think I wore running sneakers. I don't remember what, I didn't have that many shoes. I don't think I wore tree torns. Anyway, I wore some kind of denim. Yeah. Like jeans. And I, I think I wore, 
oh, I don't even like listen to this music anymore. Um, or rather, actually, the early album I still sometimes will tolerate. But there's this like American like punk rock group called Black Flag out of D.C. Mm-hmm. And I had a T-shirt from them mm-hmm. uh, because I used to listen to their first like whatever, like pre-Henry Rollins. So I, I actually wore like denim, mm-hmm. that T-shirt. And then I wore this beautiful green, like Kelly Green green jacket that I bought at a thrift store for, I, I don't even want to say, like under $5. And it was a little big on me, but I wore it anyway. It yeah. was like a little, um, and I always used to wear that little, it was like a, it looked like, some ladies lunch coat it was very interesting because i don't even know how to describe it it was like an oversized bolero design mm-hmm. so just like clean lines and then rounded at the edges yeah. but it was with white contrast stitching and very simple and just three buttons on the front yeah um, and i never wore it buttoned but what i what i did for prom is i met up with some friends um i i uh, a friend picked me up and we drove to another friend's house and then we went to the beach and half of us did LSD and the other half just kept an eye on us. Yeah. (laughs) That was my like so-called prom. And I mean, this is with people who I knew for two years now. Um, And that was not the first time that I did LSD, but it was the first time that I did it with some of those people. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and how was it? Oh, it was pretty nice. I mean, you know, being this person had like a house on a beachfront, you know, so yeah. it was sort of nice. It wasn't fancy, but it was sort of like a family home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was nice. But so like that was the only thing. Yeah, I when I was in high school, I was new, but also I I worked at a restaurant. I, I did like um, like restaurant, like cleanup work and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so I kind of like would walk from school to the restaurant and, and prep salads and do all sorts of stuff. So I didn't really socialize, but I was friends with these people. But I will tell you that for the end of the year, um, when, when high school was over, um, I was I was close with this one f- uh, friend who I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And she, she and I... I mean, I, she was friends with everybody. She was from the town. Everybody knew her. Everybody loved her. And I hung out with her the most. So um, I don't remember. At the end of the year, we were each given an award. And I don't know which one I got and which one she got. Mm-hmm. But one of us was most artistic. And I think that was her. I don't know. One of us got most artistic and the other got most unique. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember. I feel like, oh, I got most unique. But they're like, no, but I was the one who was in the art shows. Um, so I actually don't even remember which one. Yeah. <laughs> I got which one she got. But it was sort of like, that was like the closest friend that I had, aside from this um, queer guy who I used to buy LSD from and then went on this party with. <laughs> Hi, I'm Patricia. Yeah, I feel like that's such, oh, yeah. that's a better way of spinning prom than than mine like I just I just I just went so reluctantly we we actually did end up going to the beach and doing a different type of illegal thing like setting a bonfire which I think I noted at the time like guys this is against the law (laughs) I probably didn't say that I probably didn't say that but it was like the cool kids would get would go to the beach and then they would they would um have a bonfire and they would like you know they would definitely 
drink beer. And I was like, I'm, I need to study. So it was my first time ever going to something that was near something that they had done. And also, you know, we were up all night. I feel like that was like the best thing about prom is because like we, we all were these really stressed out nerdy kids and finally we have our prom and then definitely me and my friends were just like okay wow we're outside and it's past midnight (laughs) we are living it you know but yeah yeah um i think the whole idea i felt like whoa this is like a a a, a gender role rehearsal for like marriage no thanks like i just did not understand yeah. And again, I don't want to speak ill of a ritual that people have meaning to. Like, yeah. I don't want to speak ill. For me at the time, I was just not getting it. And I, I just did not understand. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't want to be there. And you know what? Luckily, I had queer friends who were like, yeah, that makes sense to us. Like, come yeah. with us, you know? Yeah. So I mean, who I was the lucky. other designer? Like, I would say like, like, just thinking in my head, I think what Chris didn't go to his prom. I think Chris was like, I stayed home, and oh, right. I think, and I think Chris just yeah drank, mm-hmm. and Rami is grew up in Israel and so didn't know what prom was until mm. today, and right. um, yeah, and also who was it? Sweet Pea. <laughs> Sweet Pea did a bunch of stuff on her prom <laughs> that she won't talk yeah. to us about. But I, yeah, because I feel like I tend to, you know, it was also something that, um, you know, along with everything else, which is also why I think this, it would, it would have been great to ask them what it, what day is important to you and we'll, we'll make something for you for that because they do that. They Mm -hmm. do do that with older people, but also there's such a range when it comes to proms, you know, and there are um, so many different experiences with it. And it is, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's really interesting. Like the people who know who were the prom queens and queen and kings and that whole idea of, I think Sweet Pea said she was her, her prom princess. And I was like, I don't even think we had that. But also, again, like my high school, we were just a bunch of nerds. And we we had nothing normal. And so a prom was probably the most normal thing that we did as a high school. And it still, to me, felt unnecessary because it's like, yeah, you know, who are we kidding? You know, we are we're just <laughs> look at us like we're we're basically revenge of the nerds, um, you know, year 2000. And like, are, are we really, you know, really kind of pull up in our limos and stuff like that. So it was interesting it, to go to mine was a spectacle to look at how we were trying to act like we were in normal high school and we weren't, <laughs> but, um, or something that you would see on television. So anyway, okay. So let's, let's get to this. Cause I think, I feel like the only other person we need to talk about is Christian. Because mm-hmm. Christian is not, you know, not concerned with virginity or chastity, um, had a great time at his prom, was the best dress, was amazing. Um, by, and by vote. By vote. People voted, voted for Voted, won, <laughs> crowned. Um, but his, his, uh, his student's name is Maddie, and Maddie is a designer. And Maddie is... Um, Maddie has opinions and wants to let him know that she has already thought through this. And it's sort of like, yeah, 
they cast these girls because they care about this. And of course she's thought about it. Um, but, but poor Christian um, is not into what she wanted, which was just uh, tacky, just tackiness. Yeah. Lace. But Maddie, Maddie reminds me of someone who's also like young, outspoken, creative and opinionated called Christian Siriano. Oh, I, you know, wow. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. You mean someone else who's also like precocious and 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 very young and headstrong and yes wow yes you know what now I see now I see with a flair for drama yeah I mean come on they both wear glasses I mean huh this is except Christian has no bottom this young lady has you know a bottom. But, you know, there are, there are differences, but yes. there's also a lot of personality. It's like a personality photocopy going on here. I know. I It's, it's you know, it's kind of like, um, I will say that I do refer to her in my notes as his sister. It's like, <laughs> Christian is now, uh, you know, he, he has a sister for a client. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, okay. So let's. So we we've met almost all of the um, all of the students, and they've met their designers. So it's time for them to say goodbye, and the designers have to go to mood. And um, all right, anything in mood that stuck out to you? Mm, not really. Okay, because the only thing that stuck out to me was that I didn't understand what okay so okay we have like a couple of people so sweet pea is freaking out because her client wants ivory so she's just like oh my god like i can't give her ivory it's not like she's going to her wedding so i'm going to get this champagne color which is i feel like it's in the ivory family and not really something to just like blow out over but also kevin gets um his base fabric is going to be this super super red um fabric um anyway that's all that's all that happened in mood not not really that much um we get back to the workroom and there is a really quick clip of christian's prom picture from last year (laughs) right right (laughs) so um and again christian is freaking out because he's dealing with a client a client who knows who knows what they want who has a design aesthetic la 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 and um yeah, I don't know. Um, Ricky is thinking about his mother because p- winning Project Runway is a big deal for him, and he starts crying. So he calls his mom. Um, she's a seamstress, and I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. We kind of. I don't really understand why they're shoehorning in a a story about his mother, which is interesting. Of course, it's to kind of soften Ricky for me because I really and biased against Ricky. So thank you editors, because I feel like, but it's not working. Basically he was like, yeah, you know, like I made my, I made the dress for my prom date. You know, that should have been like a clue. Like not really Ricky. Like, no, I agree. A clue that what? What? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I thought that whole segment was more about like, um, I grew up, watching my self-taught mom make dresses and at one point i made a prom dress okay yeah that makes sense like big deal but i did like there was again like i don't like ricky at all um 
meaning I, f- I find Ricky's personality annoying and what I've seen on the runway doesn't impress me. So no. that's what I mean mm. when I say that. No, no. But, you know, Ricky said another thing that I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, he said something like, uh, as a kid, you weren't allowed to be creative because that didn't pay the rent. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of... But, it, but then it's like that gets kind of caught up, you know, like Nayland last week pointed out, you know, the slurs that were said. Um, there was already one slur said, you know, when, when the people were behind the scrim mm-hmm. on this episode. And you have this like really kind of like, you know, saying that he's working like a slave. It's like, no, no, Ricky, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Not at all. You're here to invest in your career. You know, that's not that's not a good thing to point out. It's not really like adequate. Yeah. But so I feel like that comment really threw me off from thinking more about how just when you and that was my case with my family too. It's like nobody in my family used I mean, everybody's very creative, of mm-hmm. course, but it's not anybody's job. And yeah. Yeah, how you have to like justify your aspirations in such a different way or sometimes translate one's aspirations into a professionalism that works in a in an economy that is so different yeah. from what you in or from what your parents even understand. So as much as I don't like Ricky, um, maybe I see myself in Ricky like saying stupid things. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's and, a and, uh, <laughs> no, but I think it's fair because it's it also is informative because you know he's always close to tears and even from the very beginning talking about why he moved to New York to become a dancer and to know that his whole like a a big part of his trajectory has been creative and um and it just sort of fills in some of the blanks as to why he's putting so much pressure on himself so I feel like that's where the crying comes from that's where the um the impatience with Christian Siriano comes from and the, like the kind of the, the sassiness about him. Like he's kind of short with people. He's short with himself. Just so yeah. much pressure to, to make yeah. this work because he talks about this opportunity. He's like, you know, if you win something like project runway, it's just every door opens. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 not, not really. But it's not just him thinking that this is going to open up all the doors. It's mostly like if I can win this, then it, yeah, then it is, it, it is a part of that, like legitimizing to my family that what I've done is worthwhile. Because um, who knows what his what his family has told him or what they told him before he moved to New York to become a dancer. Um, yeah. So I, I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree with you yeah. that that explains a lot of the pressure. But also there's something in that quote, too, about like, oh, winning something like Project Runway opens doors. It's like, no, it just puts you in a place where if you know how to open that door, you can try. Right. It doesn't automatically open doors. And I think that's why Christian Siriano was so successful. Yeah. And why someone like were Ricky to be equally talented, I wonder how the opening of the doors would go. Yeah. Because some people are just acculturated and have this like cultural background of like, this is how you behave in success. Yes. And then if you don't have that, it becomes much more difficult to even understand where the keys are to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, like I do want to see more people like Ricky on shows like this. Um, even if I'm annoyed at things like, Oh, I'm working like a blank or this person is a blank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, 
uh, okay, what I mean is I want to see people from those backgrounds talk about that more and, yeah. and what success means and, and how to navigate success in different ways that aren't already kind of preset. Mm-hmm. Because when things are preset, you don't really make choices. You step into choices. Right. People right. like Ricky, and I, I definitely relate to that too, is like we have to even understand how to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack. I think it's all the prom feelings that no, I... I'm it's totally fine. All this. <laughs> I blame Ricky. La la la. Ricky's hitting some nerves. <laughs> all of these, these these designers on this season, on this episode. Ugh. So many things. 2007 was not that long ago, but then also a long time ago. Um, it was a long yeah. time ago. All right. So let's see here. There is um, what I love about <laughs> this wonderful eye squinching montage because they're so tired and they're so worried about whether or not these children will like their dresses. And um Sweet Pea is wondering, it's like, oh, my God, like, will she shove me in a locker? I bought champagne. I didn't get just ivory. Like, oh, is she going to hate me? And then Christian, who's having the worst time making a dress for his twin sister. And it's just like, um, all of a sudden, he's like, I just can't deal with this girl. Like, you know, she's like, she could be my best friend. But then now I have to make a dress for her. And I just hate, I just hate what I'm making. Um, Because, again, like, Christian's such a quick a worker that he already is <laughs> he's mm. just forged ahead of uh, pulling a victoria making something that he hates and just going with it um yeah because you know ta- you know t- to mention victoria uh she <laughs> she doesn't like what she's made either and she calls her first attempt at a dress um something that an old italian divorcee would wear very, very descriptive, very specific, <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. Does that mean like wearing like all black with a black like <laughs> scarf around your head tied beneath your chin? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Italy, Victoria? Can you get more specific? What century yeah. are we in? What decade are you talking about? <laughs> what language are they speaking? Is Italian? Yeah. So it's a. Uh... <laughs> so she made the executive decision to change the silhouette. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't have anything else to say. Like the next part I'm, I like, like we can go on to is talking about when they come in with their moms. Do you want to go there? Yeah. But I, I thought it was kind of like, Oh, there there's Christian procrastinating by helping somebody else because Christian oh, helped he Victoria a, a lot. Oh yes. <laughs> Christian Siriano. He was like, Oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I think Christian was like, I want to look at this blue. I like the possibilities of this blue. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, but you know what, Christian? Because we can talk about that a little bit with what he's working with now. It's this um, uh, copper color, almost like a, it's not brown. It's a shiny metallic yeah. color. It's really pretty. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful fabric. Um, but of course, he didn't want to work with it, which again is interesting. I'm like, all you've worked in so far is brown and black. That's all mm. you've made. Like you made one thing yeah. with blue, but a while ago. So, and that one you almost yeah. went home. So he's probably scared about doing anything with blue. <laughs> um. So anyway, so he hates what he's making. It's so tacky. I hate it. Um. Yeah. Anything else before the moms come in? Okay. Nope. nope. All right. So, so 
Tim, I think, ushers in their moms, which freaks them out even more because if they were, you know, bullied by these girls in high school, then, oh gosh, like what about their bullies' moms? Or if they really want to be like best friends with these girls in high school, then it's like, oh my God, now I got to make sure that I please the mom as well. So they're doubly freaked out. And um, Ricky kind of expresses this in the strangest way because he's like, oh, my God, like my potential best friend's mom here. And I really, really, really want her to like me because my potential best friend in this dress, what I'm going to do with her is just like compliment her so much. So so he puts her in the outfit, um, puts her hair up and the quintessential idea of what an what a formal look in the late 90s would be, which was a quote unquote updo. And then she goes. Mm -hmm girl you look hot and the mom goes um I that's my daughter he's like oh my god like I ruined it she can't be my potential best friend because I just like sexed up her daughter way too much it's like yeah "Yeah, can you just kind of tone it down a little bit (laughs) it's like um Kevin gotta sell it gotta sell it Kevin so what I love about this here is that um gosh like when did we stop wearing baby doll dresses he tells the moms like yeah so like this is like the new baby doll style of the 21st century like this is the new thing it's like the new silhouette baby doll 2007 and i'm like oh gross because <laughs> the mom doesn't like it the mom's not into it she's not into the silhouette i think i don't know what else she, i think she's i think she thinks it's like too short or too cut low. She does not like the halter deal. Um, the mom is like patting her daughter's stomach. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> weird, yes. awkward way. Um, but, but surprisingly the mom is wearing the same color red as the dress, mm-hmm. which is, which I thought boded well. I'm like, well, looks like you chose a good color. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, but the mom doesn't like it. So Kevin's in trouble. And we have also Victoria, who's a little worried because she changed up her design, um, a la Christian, with Christian's help. But her client really likes it. And Victoria's learning. This is a thing that I think it's interesting about her because Victoria, oh, man, so much bluster of confidence. And she says in her talking head when the client was like, oh, actually, I like this. She's like, you know what? I'm glad that I didn't compromise my design principles. I'm like, that's what Tim told you to do. But also, haven't you, are you a seasoned designer? I think it's interesting. Haven't you had clients before? I'm just making these assumptions, but maybe not. Um, anyway. And you've had Christian's attention also. So yeah. you've had some somebody <laughs> to boost you a little bit. Yeah. You're making it work. Um, so then we go on to, to Chris March (laughs) and for Chris, Chris is like, the only thing I care about is mom. What did you think when you looked at my portfolio? (laughs) And then I'm just like, come on, Chris, let's calm down. But the mom was like, so we really, really liked it. 
We really liked your work. I thought it was exciting. We thought it was theatrical. And and of course, I'm like, does Chris know that he was not the last chosen? Victoria was the last. I'm pretty sure that Chris has it in his spinning in his head. It's like, she, I was the only one left. And that's why she chose me. I'm like, no, no, Chris, you no, belong you there. Wanted. Exactly. Yeah, they wanted you. You're on the show. And so then he tells her your line. What does he say to her? <laughs> you know, those are all me, you know. And she loses it. It's so great. She goes, no, no, <laughs> really? I loved it so much. I was like, oh, that's, that's the best reveal in the whole show. <laughs> and, then they, and then we get it again. We get the real again. I'm like, show us Chris March's portfolio every episode. So good. Um, Anyway, so, yeah. So Sweet Pea's model likes it. She doesn't notice that it's not ivory. She thinks it's ivory. And Sweet Pea's like, yeah, but it's champagne. And she's like, I don't care. Um, but then we get to Maddie and Christian. She hates it. She doesn't like it. Um, so I feel like here we are. We're seeing little baby Christian who by the time we speak now has dressed people from all over the world, from all, you know, all of these red carpets. And here we are, we're getting to witness his first client relationship that's gone really wrong. Um, But also with a, with a difficult, not, I wouldn't say she's difficult, but with someone who has an opinion and is not willing to really take everything that he says. She's like, I don't think you're, genius i'm mm-hmm. the genius i right. i think you have skills but i have skills too and i think you have like a design eye but like i like my design eye better and so he just he's like he's losing it he's like wait a second i'm the designer i'm not a dressmaker i'm like but yeah you are yeah you are and you are now you are a dressmaker today and you you love yeah. it and i i just thought it was really just just really interesting anyway i thought how was this challenge even communicated to the participants? Because I can easily say, I can easily see people or a producer being like, they get to make you a prom dress. And of course people are going to get excited about like, this gets to be what gets to be what I want. So yeah, yeah. Christian, I don't know why you're so shocked, but it is, I mean, it's sort of funny how Christian is so not into this. And at this at this part, you know, there's this moment where Christian says, very cute, with like a tone of like in like an insufferable dismay. Yeah. Like if I just tell her I I learned one time in this one class that I took in design school that like if you just tell them they look good in it, then it convinces them of it. So you look hot. And she's like, um, blah, blah, blah. All I hear is wah, wah, wah. I'm looking at myself and I'm making an, infor- an informed decision. I don't want the lace here. I don't like to say symmetry. I'm actually having, <laughs> I have real, real design choices. Um, anyway, yes. So we come to the end of yeah. that time with the moms and the clients. They leave. And we have this really interesting back and forth before the end of the day where um my gosh kevin doesn't want to hem the dress and i think that this is mostly fatigue that's what it mm-hmm. felt like to me i'm like kevin i could easily hate you because look at your beard your face is very hateable 
But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because there was that weird laughter at the very beginning of this episode and you guys are all freaked out right now. We're in episode seven. I think you don't want to hem it because you're tired. So that's it's that's like an instant dun 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 because we've already known we already know that they're they're gonna see it they're gonna notice it and Kevin is trying to talk himself out of doing something that he probably doesn't have the mental capacity to handle right now yeah so they head home um and they go back we have this like wacky night at Gotham City Apartments because Christian Siriano is so convinced that he's going home so he puts a towel on his head and performs a little bit of what he calls Erica but don't, which <laughs> is hilarious. Uh, I've never heard of that before. And I love Erica Badu. I love Erica Badu. He's like, I'm Erica but don't. And <laughs> this is just me. Um, my last night in Gotham City Apartments because I'm being eliminated tomorrow. <sighs> so, yeah. So, so down. So, so down. All right, so we head to the day of the runway and we hear like Rami's never been to the prom before. So that's sort of an explanation as to why he's making the dress that we're, we'll talk about later because he's making excuses already. And um, but also he's kind of um, I, I, I'll i talk about it later. I won't I won't I'll, I'll leave it. Um, but yeah. So. So people are tired um, they do hair and makeup and I, I wrote in my note said hair and makeup was the worst part of prom for me. Cause I think formal hair oh. is so dumb. <laughs> I just hate it. Well, yeah, I just, I've had like a awful, awful moments with, with prom makeup and hair. I just don't like it. I was like, Oh, Oh, and I'm pretty sure they're just, they look like they're really enjoying it. I think I would have loved to have like the L'Oreal or whatever that team was do my prom stuff. That would have been fun. Um. All right. Yeah. I think I think that's it. Before we head to the runway, right? We have some drama, so. but we can kind of get to that on the runway. I think. Okay. Or did you ha- did you have anything else? No. No. Okay. No. All right, listeners. So, this is the time. Oh, I totally messed up Tim time. Oh my gosh, is did I mess up Tim time? Right. Um. Oh, I totally missed over Tim. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> because the moms come in, but then Tim comes in later. Whoops! Oh my gosh, sorry about that. Yeah, and then gives gives Christian a little bit of a pep talk and yes, yes, tells Christian, "Hey, that's not the attitude. Come on, rally." Because yeah. Christian is already like, "Well, I may as well go home. Somebody has to go home. May may as well be me." <laughs> that kind of thing. Sorry, I'm making fun of Christian a little. <laughs> no, I think it's totally fine to make fun of him because I'm doing it. He's like rolling around the floor having one of those like quiet tantrums. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to watch someone not know how to set boundaries with someone and not to set expectations. It's like, well, that's that's the whole thing. That's how yeah. you start. You say, hi, what do you want? Okay, you know what? Here's why we can't have that. Here's what we can have instead. What do you think? You know, like really like leverage the excitement that uh, Maddie, Maddie brought. Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. But Christian, but you know what I think too? I'm getting getting us away from Tim time, but okay. I, I don't want to forget to say this. They are so close in age. 
I know. How old is he? Right? 21? And she's probably 18, 17. I know. So yeah. of course they're going to have this little power struggle about who's who in the room, you know? Exactly. No. She's like, who are you? You know, you're basically a senior. I'm a freshman. But when I was a freshman, I ruled the school. So I'm a different kind of freshman. I can I can imagine like these all these girls were probably like, you know, ruling whatever ninth grade, I guess. But yeah, I that's the only thing that really came up that was of interest during Tim time. I think that's why I skipped over it, um, because there's more about Kevin and the him and. I just, you know, ugh, gross. Because um, I can I can speak to being so tired, not wanting to push through things, knowing that you have to do it. And so in my apartment, when I do have to do things like that, like I, you know, because, you know, we're still living in the midst of all this crap in 2020 that um, to motivate myself to do things that I don't want to do, sometimes I get really angry and I'll just start yelling at inanimate objects. <laughs> you know? okay like the clothes that i have to hang up that i'm staring at right now and i'm just like fuck off skirt you know fuck off tank top or you know i just i just yell randomly at certain things i'm just like you just do what you gotta do kevin and him him that dress because <laughs> you know he's like well you know what tim like you know they're not gonna notice i'm like what oh my god did you just get here yesterday are you a brand new baby on this earth? Like Nina Garcia, are you kidding me? Michael Kors. I, I mean, people have gotten raked over the rails because they could see flashes uh, from pins in hymns. Are you kidding me? I, in this season. In this season. Right? Every like, not episode. Last season. No, it's just, it's it boggles my mind, but I'm giving him a wide berth. I'm trying to allow oh. some, some, you know, some leeway and benefits of doubts, but I couldn't believe he said that to Tim. Like, seriously, if Tim notices and, you know, Nina Garcia is going to notice, holy shit, Heidi Klum is going to notice. All right. Okay. So now we can get to the runway. Um, okay. We get to the day of the runway and, um, and we're back in, we're back in the workroom with the last of the, the, the time with the the clients, I guess. And so they're getting fitted, blah, blah, blah. Some people are ready. Some people are not. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah, there's just like some rambunctiousness because they're 17 and 18 years mm-hmm. old. So they're having a really fun time. Um, they've gotten their hair done and it's just kind of it's it's really fun. So let's officially get to the runway and, and listeners, this is where you can find the link to the cheat sheet in the show notes. And you'll see that the cheat sheet looks a little bit different this week. So I've divvied them out. Um, they're a bit of a spoiler because I have our high lowing, our highest scoring designs and then our low scoring designs. And then we have the safes dot, dot, dots. So this is sort of like also vintage with this podcast. <laughs> because <laughs> this is how I, I used to set up the cheat sheets and I thought we could do it for this one. Um, so we can kind of like go all over the place with how we want to talk about these outfits. Um, so yeah. So Patricia, do you want to talk about yeah. the, let's talk about the low scores first then. Okay. All right. So the lowest scoring outfits, it's Kevin, 
Christian, Ricky, and then Rami. And I put them together here because if you'll see this week, there are four low scoring designers and only two top scores. I was so sure, and I think it's because of my age now, that Rami was going to be one of the high-scoring designers. Um, but no, they did not like it because uh, it aged that girl, um, according to uh, all of them. But, okay, so let's, let's, let's start with Kevin here. Any thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Outfit? I have so many thoughts about this. Yay, share have to them all. Thought. <laughs> well, can I talk about more than one look at oh, the yeah, same time? Talk... Yeah, let's go all over because, the place. Because, like, what made this episode, like, also difficult to watch was just how much sexual stuff gets projected onto young girls. And particularly, like, the the sort of, like, I think there was, like, three people of color in this episode and I think that's actually where Christian succeeded, is Christian didn't sexualize Maddie, and Maddie didn't allow herself to be sexualized, yeah. right? Yeah. They were sort of like, I want a princess, I want, like, something that is just bold, you know? Right. But everybody else kind of took this whole, they they sort of aged the young girls kind of in this way that I, it's just so uncomfortable. And especially when it's a girl of color and Kevin is the worst offender as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, really the worst offender. And um, like throughout the episode, I heard things like, you know, Oh, it's Hollywood glamor. So sweet pea puts this girl um, or Nicole um, in something that looks like a fancy, like, expensive nightgown that you see on the rack at a department store. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. you know, there, there's that, or you look like a movie star. And, but then Rami was told that, Oh, this, this person looks like she's wearing her mother's dress. And Michael Kors described it as, Oh, she's 29 going on 95, you know? And she's like uh, 30, oh, 30, sorry. she's 38 going to lunch in Manhattan. I'm like, who goes to lunch in Manhattan looking yeah. like this? Like, oh, a lot of people do. And, and by the way, in, 2000 and, in 2007, a lot of people wore this. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would and even 2008, even 2009. Sure. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like she's going to lunch in this. I'm like, this is date. This is not appropriate. Yeah. She's like she's yeah. going to a fancy place. But also, um, sure. Like you can be 17 and 38 wearing this outfit. I don't know. I liked it. I really did like that outfit. Um, I like the draping in the top. I did not understand why there was a fold like halfway down the leg. Yeah. I didn't understand why it happened. Like that I didn't understand at all. He the just top went part, drapey I really crazy, liked. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and then we have Ricky. Ricky, whose idea to do, like Ricky's idea is like hush, hush, baby doll. It's like, yes. shut up quiet like yeah wear this doll wear this where you look like a doll now shut up yeah it's like i just want to be I, oh. I want it to be a whisper and you know i want you know i just feel like she should be quiet and she also should be and all it's also very this is true baby doll with this weird um pure but also just unfinished yeah. it's not well made at all um oh. and it, as opposed to everyone else i think this this sort of like there's this weird mixture of 
infantilization and then, you know, age, aging. And I think this probably was the most infantilizing outfit up there where she's like, you know what? I'm going to make her a very, very modest dress that she, you know, I'm surprised he didn't like cover her in a shawl, but um, it's very boring. It's, it's beyond like beyond that. It's almost like, you know, do it's weird. Now I'm getting mad. There's no reason for me to get mad because it's like, you are, you're a designer and, and what is it about this that it's, it's not worth your time to actually put any, any design into it. Um, also those types of hymns are just ugh, so unflattering and, and, and just really, really awful. But I thought someone like, for instance, like Jillian, I thought if she needed, I think Jillian needed an extra day for this outfit um, because at least yeah. there's something interesting happening with the bodice and the back was beautiful. You can't see it on the cheat sheet, but I thought yeah. the back was really interesting. Yeah. And it felt like there was an actual conversation with this model because she probably was like, I like the 20s. I think the 20s are cool. And then Jillian's like, all right, let's work with that. What colors do you like? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I And I also uh, just sort of thinking about Kit. <sighs> it's just a, a disappointing outfit here because it doesn't you know so there's there's still this halter thing going on but it's just a it's just a non-dress so it's like Mm. ricky made a non-dress kevin made a non-dress and then so did kit like just well kevin i think kevin made a very sexualized betty boop dress yes i okay as someone who has who like you know like for 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 a girl who needs who probably is used to wearing a bra, um, that halter, no, like absolutely not. Yeah. Like there was no support for her. Um, yeah. I'm surprised Heidi Klum didn't bring this up, but it's it, no support. Like he didn't construct that for anyone who has, um, who needs some support for her breasts. And it's it was, ugh, it was just not. Yeah. And even in this, um, shot that you have in the cheat sheet it's like this model has this this you know participant in this project is having a really difficult time standing in that chastity belt that kevin concocted for the occasion (laughs) you know i mean it's like really you start off this project thinking oh my god i know about prom and i'm gonna put a, a chastity belt in here like there's so much sexualization and like kind of under understepping around it and then this gets made yeah okay it's interesting i mean for like sweet pea so sweet pea and victoria are the top scoring designers and yeah i just i I was like sweet pea is at the top and not jillian um yeah i too i didn't think sweet pea was very good no I, i i thought she handled the fabric beautifully i thought it was really nicely made but but it's a nightgown it is a nightgown it is, it, it is. It's also, and it's very boring. And then compared to Victoria, who I think made <laughs> like a real prom dress. It's like, she's the only one who made a real prom dress. Um, and, you know, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to say. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't like any of these dresses, by the way. Like, yeah. I like the color of, of um, Chris March. Chris March picked a color that I really like, really like, never find. And that is actually a color that I think looks really good on my skin tone. Mm-hmm. My skin tone is very close to actually Chris's, the, the person wearing this dress. So it actually, anyway, that's all I like about all of these looks is I like that color green. <laughs> I thought Victoria's was like, you know what? It met all the criteria. It was fun. It was great. I just don't understand this neckline. And I don't understand why it looks like a like a the front of a bikini bottom. Oh, you mean like? Like a like a thong, like it looks like yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I why that needs to be there in that shape? Um, I mean, it, it could have just been like two crisscrossing little stringy things. It could yeah. have been so many shapes. Um, it could have been what was I don't know, like those things that form an O, where one part of the dress goes over or under, and then you can see a little bit of oh, an like O, like a keyhole. Like there's like yes. a little keyhole in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's doing anything like that. I mean, you know what? I do think it was the best and the most appropriate choice. I yeah. really do. I just yeah. don't understand that element. It's so that funny. It, this is maybe this is like a, a this, this is a tangent because I I, I tried to watch Eon Flux the other day because oh, I'm trying wait, to watch no the the Charlize Theron movie. Oh, I didn't know the other cartoon is fantastic. I need to watch the but cartoon. I, never, I didn't, I didn't the know there was. Awful. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know there was a movie about it. Yeah, there is a movie. But when you pointed out the neckline, that movie shot into my head because there's the way she dresses in that film as Eon, um, it very much is in like a dominatrix motif. Um, Mm -hmm. which kind of like plays up. I haven't been able to finish the movie. It's really hard to get through, but (laughs) she has those, like those, those outfits. That's always like, you know, comes up the middle, almost like, you know, like a choker or some type of like, you know, um, harness or, or some type of thing that she's wearing um, as a dominatrix. Um, But then it's like, Oh, I, you know, here we are. Uh, that is the association that I'm making, but also thinking what year did that movie come out? And if this is just was sort of in, um, in, in the zeitgeist maybe, but I also, yeah, but in that movie, it definitely is a motif about, um, being powerful strength and all the, like, you know, she's, she's a, she's a badass fighter. And for this, I think it's, it just definitely seems like, a palette for these little sparklies that Victoria wanted to put on the outfit. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I like how vivacious it was. And I like how even the movement at the hemline was very playful. Yeah. So I thought thought that was like really perfect for the challenge, even though I didn't like it. I thought it was perfect for the challenge. Right. Um, Okay, so then we haven't talked about Maddie's dress yet. Mm, um, no. I just thought the however they filmed this or however the lighting looked on the runway, it really, really washed her out because it looked more brown than metallic and copper. It was so close to her skin tone. Um, although I thought she was a great walker. She walks like she's I in her too. 40s. Like she's got this like old-fashioned 
way of posing where she's just like, I am so into myself right now. And I'm very, yeah. very sure of it that you're yeah. into me too. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was almost very comforting to watch. I'm like, she's not nervous at all. I How know. It was did cool. she go to the Barbizon school for this? Like, I don't know. Um, but I thought it was kind of unfortunate because it was almost there. And I think if they just use a different color and if he actually didn't give up and, and, and give up on that him, you know, it's just so wonky, so poorly made, like the worst thing he's ever made. Um, he could have made her one of his jackets. You know, I would love to see him make one of those jackets for a girl who's got larger arms than, um, the, a model. Yeah. And just, you know, try to challenge yourself that way. I don't know. But I don't know. It just was not great. It wasn't great at all. No, it wasn't good. So, um, all right. So that's the end of the runway here. So let's go to to judging time where Heidi calls all of the designers onto the runway and she calls out who's safe. But Actually, I was going to ask you, Patricia, would, would you replace anyone from the safe category with anyone from the high and low score category? Well, I would probably um, wait anyone from safe with anybody from high and low. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess I would put no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I only would have swapped out Jillian for Sweet Pea, I think. That's yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, all right. So let's go through the judges and just kind of just sift through to see if anything stood out. Because the first one that um, the judges talked to actually is Sweet Pea. And... They, the the question they ask her and the model's name is Nicole. They're like, Nicole, is this the dress you asked me P to make for you? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> is that part of the judging? It, it is pro- probably part of the judging. But also difficult because, um, you know, this is a design competition. And it's sort of like, I guess you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they liked it and... Nicole was like, no, I asked for ivory and she made this dress in champagne. And so I hate it. But they're just like, but sweet pea, why did you do that? She goes, well, my design philosophy, la, la, la. I had to go with my instincts, blah, blah, blah. Like what, whatever, who cares? Um, so, but Nina talks about how she's like, it's a little sophisticated for a 17 year old, but the fabric is good. Um, and then Michael Kors yeah. comes in with the whole like, but Hollywood is seriously we've got 17 year olds looking like 35 year olds now so um yeah i blame hollywood for that because 35 year olds do play high schoolers in hollywood so <laughs> it's true it is so wait we should introduce the judges oh, oh because my we gosh do... why didn't i do this oh my gosh so we, sorry no it's okay it's okay yeah so we have our judges we have our normies michael kors nina garcia and then Gilles mendel so Jill Mandel, huh? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so Jill Mandel is our guest judge. Um, did you want to say something about Jill? Am I pronouncing it right? No, of course you are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Have you heard of 
Gilles Mandel before this show. I have, but I've only seen, I've seen his name in like Macy's. Oh, that, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That must be recent. Is it? Was that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've actually met Gilles. <gasps> okay. Please mention this. <laughs> Talk about it. Ew, not much oh, to no. say, except that uh, I've been second row at Gilles Mandel at Fashion Week and it was pretty fun. Um, Gilles is incredibly talented. I have no idea why Gilles is here to judge prom dresses, but Gilles does very intricate, beautiful, beautiful high-end gowns. Um, and I, I only met Gilles because that that magazine that I was working for mm-hmm. did a feature. So, um, oh yeah, I met him because of that. That's exciting. That is so fancy, Patricia. That's so impressive. <laughs> oh, it was really sweet because he was so, you know, Gilles was just so, um, like, wa- professionally warm. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people in this business have so, they're, they're just, and he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone, like, wealthy, this is like the, the family business, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, and so... It was just a really, like, it was a pleasant experience to meet him and to um, just have a positive work experience, you know, because sometimes when you work in fashion, you don't always have positive work experiences. Oh, but do tell, Patricia. Like, I would have thought, <laughs> no. that's the opposite. I'm just kidding. I'm like, that's the opposite of what I would have thought. Well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I actually do love that. And in a way, then, would you think that maybe this would be a good, a good um, challenge for him to judge because you you do have to have some tact in communicating with the designers who are designing for children. They're you know wow. they're like they're they're teenagers, but it's also sort of like you know um, you have to be a little warm and a little. Um, I mean, it's for them, but it's also it to be you know you're dealing with these these teenagers who are not professional models and had a hand in this and it's like an encourage hopefully an encouraging atmosphere i don't know i feel like somebody like from like retail should have been here instead mm-hmm. of someone like you but yeah but i, I think that the feedback that you Gil gave was, or Gil was really really great yeah yeah i agree um yeah chime in um, as much as you want about all the people that you know, especially oh. if they're judges. So thank you. Only if I like them. I don't really speak if I <laughs> if I have had a positive experience. No comment on Zach Posen. So I only really mention it if I. <laughs> I mean, you're in good company. Tim Gunn hates him and has told everyone. You know, I anyone know. anyone will listen. Like Tim Tim will Tim loves talking about how how he despises Zach Posen. <laughs> Well, you know what it is? Some people are stress buckets and don't self don't self regulated work and they're just yeah. kind of negative to be around and that doesn't make for a pleasant working experience. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. You know, enough said. I got it. Yeah. Um Okay. Well anything else to say about sweet pea before we move on to Kevin? No, I'm done yawning. All right, let's get to Kevin. <laughs> So yeah. they're like, Kevin, tell us about your dress. And he goes, well, uh, you know, uh, the first thing I realized is that she's like, she's like, she's got brown skin. She's Filipino. 
So I thought like red was a good color for her because like, look at her skin. It's yeah. And I was just like, oh, God. Okay. In my notes, I went off because I was like, is this true? Because she does not have the undertones for red. She doesn't. In my opinion, like she she's got red undertones. And so I don't think red looking at her and just seeing her as being someone who's who's brown, browner toned um, because I've, I, I, you know, and then, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone out there? It's like if you got because I have red undertones and I don't look great in red. I would I I have worn red before and and, you know, I've worn dresses where people have complimented me, blah, blah. But I realized like, no, no, I don't really look great in red and when I look at her she looks red to me so Hmm. I just it just kind of shot out I'm like god you're just Kevin you're just a walking problem um you know just this whole episode you're just a walking problem but so anyway um all of the judges despise it they hate it they don't like it and they all use in some way, shape, or form, the term you've aged her. It's not young looking. The it's matronly. <laughs> and um and also Michael Kors is distracted by that hymn. Yeah. Because did he hymn it? No. He didn't. So, um that's sort of that. Like, you know, it just it looks cheap and it just sort of also looks as if he's kind of resigned as well. Um but I don't know. I, it's like, what what were you expecting, man? So next we have Victoria. And um, again, ask the question like Victoria or Victoria's best friend. Is this the dress you asked her to make for you? And she's like, well, um, and then Victoria's like, well, I think, you know, sh- I made a dress that I think embodies how she wants to project herself. And I was like, whoa, an artist statement, essentially. I was like, whoa, Victoria, chiming in there, taking over, because it's not the dress that her model asked for. Hmm. What are you going to say? Oh, I'm in agreement with you. <laughs> yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was really, really stealth. And I'm, I mean, I feel like Victoria can pull out the the bs when she wants to like when she's like trying to sell you on it or when she's trying to to you know i and i don't say bs in a negative way i think that she's just really really quick when she when she needs to be and i i I love that answer um yeah all right christian and maddie so someone asks tell us about your prom dress maddie and or no, tell us about your prom dress, Christian. Um, and then Christian immediately throws Maddie under the bus. Oh, that was so bad. And he's just like, I'm like, Christian, what are you doing to your slightly younger cousin? Like, she's like, come on, just can you can you take can you take a, a a note from Victoria, your your friend next door, and try to um put a spin on it somehow and and whatever. But it's so funny because. He goes on and on. He's like, oh, my God. Like, so like, yeah, she's like my twin sister, but she's tacky. She's like the tacky version of me. And she wanted like lace and gold and and lots of lace and and copper and brown and metallics. I'm like, I'm telling you, it was hard. I had a hard time working with my twin. 
And then Heidi Klum was like, actually, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of liked it. So what are you talking about? Um, And then Gilles calls it labored, which I thought, great term. Yes. Yeah. It's labored. Most of Christian's work this season has been labored. Um, Lots of pleading and lots of treatments to the fabric and um and Gilles also says somehow it doesn't totally relate to the person who's wearing it like he can just already tell him like I don't this doesn't look like her it doesn't feel like this is this is hers and also Nina calls out Christian she's like I just don't like how you're blaming Maddie for how awful the dress looks yeah I mean the, the fact that the dress is poorly made is not Maddie's fault no it's not you're the designer. Um, but it seemed like that's the thing that really rubbed all the judges the wrong way the most is him opening up with an excuse and using Maddie as fodder for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Painful to watch. It was. Um, especially since, you know, they could be potentially best friends because they're twins. All right. Next, we have Ricky. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, so Gilles, I think I wrote down his quotes first where he's like, the ruching and the finishing is bad. It's just bad. And I don't think I'd ever really noticed it up front because that dress is so meh. Um, just the coloring of it. It's hard. It's sort of like the opposite of, you know, simple black or matte black. Whatever fabric and however the blush color he chose it swallows up all of the details so it's sort of like instead of absorbing all the light it's reflecting everything so you can't even see any work that he's done especially the bad stuff so not until jill said that did i notice that the the the, the top part like the bodice you know or the, the the um the neckline it's just wonky it's not really finished and that him isn't on purpose it looks really bad up close and of course they all hated the color because it's like you know you just should have ramped it up a little bit more like what what are you doing with that it's boring so um so this inevitably brings ricky to near tears so yeah um Next is Rami. And I think Rami also, I don't, I don't remember if they asked the, the model, like, what did you want? But Rami just immediately was like, so she wanted something different. So I chose to make a draped cocktail dress. I'm, I don't know what prom is. I just, you know, for me back home in Israel, uh, we go to cocktail parties looking like this. So, you know, <laughs> So, of course, like all of them are just like, oh, matronly lady to lunch. Um, uh, Michael Kors says, yeah, she's a 35 year old woman going out to lunch in New York City. It's just old fashioned. And then Rami's like, can I respond to that? So I don't know what prom is. And I like draping. So I won last week and uh, I figured I won so I can go back to draping now because I showed you I could do other things. And I would just rather drape from now on. So, yeah, I'm going to drape from here on out. <laughs> anyway, that's the gist of, of that whole thing. Um, All right. So I think that's about it. 
because they deliberate, they say goodbye to the designers, they deliberate, they pretty much say the same thing um, without them around. Did anything stand out to you? Because they really went in on Kevin here. Yeah. Um, no, nothing really stood out. I mean, I thought, I agreed with what they said. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So we come back on out, and Patricia, who wins yeah. this challenge? Oh, um, it's the first win for Victoria. Yeah, and Victoria gets immunity for the next round. <laughs> yes. Like top chef. Um, and then next we have, so Ricky is safe automatically. So then mm. the only other, and then Rami is safe. So we only have like Kevin and then Christian. They're the two low scores. So Patricia, who ends up going home? Kevin goes home. Yes. Kevin goes home. Um, and I made notes of his parting words. Because... You'll, you'll see me around. You'll see me around. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know what? I'll be out, I'll be out there in the, in the market. You know, I'm straight. So I'm not sad. I'm so straight. And my masculinity is 100% intact. Bro, I got a hug from a hot chick. I'm great. <laughs> What the heck was that? And you know, it's, it didn't two episodes two episodes ago. Didn't um, Kevin say something like, "You'll never hear a thing from Christian Siriano. You'll never hear from him ever again." Did remember he that? say that? I hope yes. he did. I he did. I, I do remember him saying he's like, "I just want to say this. I have to say this." And all of my talking head confessionals that oh, that's what he said. He's like, "I'm going to off Christian Siriano, Christian Siriano, yeah. and you're never going to hear from him ever again." It's like mm, that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's what about. he said. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're so right. You're right. But guess what? Guess who made the worst garment ever <laughs> on Project <laughs> Runway and stayed? And guess who left? You, Kevin. I Bye. know. I know. Gosh, you're like, listen, oh, look, I'm going to make a great line of cool digs for all you guys and you girls out there. Girls! I'm single. I'm not sad ever. I'm okay. So he's gone. Yeah. Kevin is finally gone. I mean, I guess one thing you can say looking back on all of this is that Christian really took Nina's, Nina's advice and tried to focus on having some finesse and tact to handle a client. Um you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is the origin story of Christian Siriano in so many ways that I didn't even expect. But yeah. Yeah. And you know what I noticed in this episode too is that um, at some point in the beginning, like minute 14, minute 20, uh, before Christian is wearing a green button down golf ugly shirt, um, <laughs> Christian's actually wearing a t shirt, a black t shirt with mm -hmm. some utensils on it. That really reminded me of Esther Perbant's um, Hungry for Life. What? Uh, final collection for making the cut. Oh my goodness. I was, that. I was watching that and I was like, wait, it's a utensils t shirt. I've never seen a utensils t shirt or remember seeing a utensils t shirt on anywhere. Oh my goodness. <sighs> I'm going to have to look into that. That's so great and also weird. Yeah. It's like minute 14 or something. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's know, hilarious. Potential. And also just like a, a connection. Because who knows? I, I bet right now Maddie seems like someone who would be a Christian Serrano client as we speak. She can. Exactly. She's buying his dresses. 
he you know she's like running the world wherever she is and she wears custom Siriano to all of her gala events or something I just (laughs) I just picture that that's who she heck who she actually is today um now I'm gonna go find her and confirm that (laughs) that'd be great oh that would be so great (laughs) all right well any last parting words about this episode no all right yeah I think I've said all I need to say too so Patricia do you have anything to share with the listeners and can you remind them how they can find you yeah um I can be found online um mostly on twitter and instagram with the same handle which is sense and sight that's optical optical i'm sorry common sense and optical sight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t i can also be found um like just completely loitering on the workroom podcast instagram feed um and what about you Renez? where can we find you you can also find me on all the social mediums. So at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and on um, our IG at The Workroom, and on Facebook as well, um, and on our, on our Patreon too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't have anything to share per se. Um, I might have some stuff coming up, but I'm, 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 I don't know yet. But I just want to remind you listeners, just let us know how you're liking this. Any thoughts too, as we get further into this season, if anything comes to mind again, I, uh, I love rants. So if you, if you have any rants, um, would love to hear them as well. And also just remind everyone that, um, you can find links to the show. So I've put, links up to episode 11 in the show notes so if you're having any problems finding the footage and the the videos online i'm hoping that those links are helpful and um and then also still look in the show notes for other links for um organizations that we would like to draw your attention to so um justice for brianna taylor um the link to that change.org site is still in um in our show notes and also um Please support Samilia Kolar, who is my beloved original co-host, who is, oh my gosh, sewing her butt off, making amazing masks, but also selling other really wonderful handmade accessories on her shop. That link is also in the show notes. Um, Wellness Aids and also Loveland, the Loveland Foundation. So those are all there. All right, wonderful listeners. Hopefully this is finding you all well and taking care of yourselves as best as you can taking care of your loved ones and um from the both of us um just so glad to have you and a a part of this wonderful group of project runway fans so until next time we will both say goodbye bye